You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, from the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424 256 1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. Getting a little I sing. told you you're a singer. <laughs> Amazing. All right, so we're already singing for you. It's the season premiere. Bing is for doing, and we're here doing another Glee after show for you. Of course, this is season five of Glee, episode one, entitled Love, 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 and it's the first of two Beatles episodes for you all, which we're super excited about. We've been talking about it all night. But- <laughs> This yeah. is very exciting. <laughs> All summer, really. All summer. I think they announced this, yeah, the middle yeah. of summer type time that they were going to do this. And I feel like for all the tribute episodes we've had, this was a really fun one. A great way to start off the season. It was. I think it was really strong, actually, and which is something that you haven't heard me say for the past season or so. I know. I'm really excited to like have this fresh start for Glee in, in a lot of ways. I, I like this, how they're opening the season with two episodes with Beatles, because you can't go wrong with Beatles. Beatles are so iconic, and especially bring them back nowadays, it makes it even more amazing. Well, we are, got so excited that we also forgot to introduce ourselves. Right, it's I, the start of a new season. I feel like it's season. important. Yeah, so um, if you don't know us, I'm Stephanie Wenger. Hi, everyone. I'm Marissa Serafini. Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer. And Sarah Mendoza will be back with us next week, of course. Yep, the so panel we miss her, our optimistic yeah. munchkin over there. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm missing like our optimists on this side of the table here. But I'll have to hold the, up on my end and be like, it's okay, guys. It's all going to work out in the end. Yep. But um, this was a fun one with... Um, Artie and Kitty um, being this new couple, I don't know how I feel about it yet. In all honesty, you're going to have to tweet me because we have this kind of flirtation happen at the beginning of the episode that we hadn't seen at all in season four. Yeah, I think um, I said this when we were watching because I just couldn't hold it in any longer. But I think that what they're doing right now is because, obviously, of the loss of Finn, there's this void that needs to be filled. There's no more Finn and Rachel, so there needs to be the it couple. And yes, Blaine and Kurt are a couple that people like and they get behind, but it's different. They've always been there kind of in the background, and now I think they need their leading male and female couple, and they don't have it. So I think we're going to see a lot of that this season, them trying out different pieces together, so hopefully we can grab onto one and and, and, and stay hold. Yeah, yeah. and we saw it near the end of last season where Kitty did go up to Artie's mom and convince her to help Artie make a decision to go to Brooklyn and we saw that relationship that felt that episode felt more genuine and I think because of that relationship it, it was cute when that happened and I think now they're just like you said earlier while we were watching it we're testing the waters with this relationship right see, to me they felt friendship 110% I was surprised to see it go this way I agree with Roxy 110% again that mm-hmm. um it could be that they are kind of a mix-and-match couple situation um, for the beginning of the season to see who fans like and what kind of sticks with people. Right. Uh, and I hope that this couple does somehow make me love them in a way. I, I just don't feel anything towards them. I, it was more surprise than anything else at this point. Right, absolutely. And you know what I didn't like at first, and I'm so glad they're going a different direction than I thought, but... We've seen this thing where somebody wants to hide being with Artie or is ashamed that he's in a wheelchair. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. You know, Glee does a really good job of covering a lot of things, but the problem is they cover so many things that by season five, it's like, hmm, what can we talk about? So we've already seen that, and now we see Kitty is 
ashamed or wants to hide their relationship. So I'm so glad that that didn't play out throughout the entire season. And there's only one episode where she's refusing to declare him as her boyfriend. Now they're out in the open and there doesn't have to be any more of that, like, we've been there, done that, seen that kind of thing. And it was a really sweet declaration. (laughs) Yes, it was. Wow, it's been a long day. Long long week, long hiatus. Yeah, so, um, but very sweet when she finally did declare her love for him. It was like that big moment that I think in high school, like high school boys, high school girls always want that, like, you know, in the movie kind of moment and that's what it felt like to me absolutely See, I, I was questioning this relationship new budding relationship throughout the whole episode because we the first th- thing you see when they're flirting is when she's sitting on Artie's lap down the hallways and everyone can literally see her and then she's proclaiming that oh um, I don't I want to keep this a secret I don't want anyone to know well, well don't sit on people's lap in the hallways when everyone's gonna see you wait I feel like it's weird that they get away with that because if I had a boyfriend in high school and I just was sitting on his lap, I feel like somebody would say something. But because Artie's in a wheelchair, he's allowed to wheel her to class. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much that would fly. I feel like my school had was very no PDA right, accepted. Exactly. Um, and they're very PDA happy at um, McKinley, for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they like their PDA quite a bit. Um, I hope they don't play mix and match the entire season, though. I want them, like, if Artie and Kitty are going to be a couple, I hope that they kind of stay a couple and that it doesn't become this let's mix and match everyone at McKinley. We've seen a lot of couples already. I don't know how you guys feel about that. No, I agree, because last season, season four, we saw a lot of mix and matching with relationship, and it was a lot of, oh, are they going to stay together? Are they not? And I think this season, people, if you're going to pick one person, stick with them throughout the whole season. Um, It's a little incestual over at McKinley. (laughs) You know how when you have an ex-boyfriend and you expect all of your girlfriends or your best girlfriends or the people in your club not to date him, even if your ex is. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That doesn't happen at McKinley. People just are happy yeah. for each other or whatnot. Yeah. So I feel like I, I agree with you. I don't really want to see too many more mix and matches, but unfortunately, I think it's going to happen. And here's why. We have three episodes, and then we have the hiatus. Yeah. We have not written other episodes yet. To the best of our knowledge, they have not figured out what's going to happen after the hiatus or even how long the hiatus is going to be. So I have a feeling a lot is going to depend on these three episodes and the audience and how we interpret it and and what we say about it. So I think it's really important that if you like it, that you write it all over social media, tweet it at them, tweet it at us, we'll retweet it, whatever it is, let Mm -hmm. them know. And if you don't, then I think that they'll kill the storyline. I couldn't agree more. We also kind of saw a hint of something that could be another new couple, which was Sam and Tina. Uh, Tina, we're talking about the songs in a little bit here. Obviously, it's a Beatles episode. Lots of songs to talk about. Lots of songs to talk about. Lots of songs to talk about. But Tina um, accepts kind of... She wa- She gets the option of choosing, if you saw the episode, I'm sure you did, um, all of these, g- between all the guys in Glee Club. And she chooses Sam to go to prom with her, and prom is next week's episode. Um, and is that going to be a new couple? There's so many questions. I think that this episode was filled with, mainly because of that hiatus and the direction the show is going, we don't know yet. Right. This did open up a lot of doors. Um, one complaint of mine of the episode is, though, however, maybe too many doors and almost like everything seemed like a separate music video. You know, the mm-hmm. through line wasn't so much there. Um, even though we pick up exactly where we leave off, I felt like I was missing something, kind of. And it felt like different short segment music videos as opposed to a big story. A lot of that is because we're in two different locations. A lot of that is because we're starting midway through the year, which we've never done before. And yeah. a lot of that is because, of course, we're missing one of the main characters of the show. Yeah, and there are a lot of standalone numbers. But I think that's what they're maybe they're bringing back that spontaneity that we all loved with Glee in the first few seasons. Absolutely, and I think that can also reflect where the direction is going because we can choose any couple to get together. And I feel like it really is our choice at this yeah. point. Yeah. It's kind of like, go vote, us. Vote for your favorite I was gonna, person. I was yeah. going to say, you're really putting 
a lot of power in your fan base, and that's what yeah. Glee's been all about for four years now. So right. to it's, start season five that way is a very interesting and cool choice. In yeah, a lot and of I ways. think they're at the point where they can rely on the fans and they can listen to the fans' opinions. Be like, okay, um, this is how Glee works. If the fans are happy, then we're happy. You, you know, know what I almost wish? I almost wish this, this was like um, American Idol. So they would have a number on the bottom of the screen. If you like this couple, call. Da, 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 da. Right, if you yeah. like this couple, did you ever read those books? Oh you yeah, pick your own ending. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was a big fan. Clearly. Yeah, yes, very familiar with those books. I feel like that's a little bit of what season five is going to be. Let's oh, hope. Let's hope. I hope mm-hmm. that it ends up being something that's satisfying, especially by the time the series ends, that it's satisfying for fans. There's been a lot of characters leaving and new characters coming in, but I hope that in the end it's something satisfying. Who would you guys like to see together? Out of everybody, um, except for Blaine and Kurt, because we know that they're already together, mm-hmm. is there a couple that you're like, mm, I really think that these people could work? I think it'll be really interesting to see Marley... Um, and Ryder. And Ryder together. Oh, no, and um, Jake. Uh, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Or, or and Ryder. Yeah, like, depending I, on how that goes. I was gonna say, like, there's a little bit still of that love triangle there. I think that that's something that we didn't see a lot of tonight that, um, I hope that they continue because that was an interesting storyline. And people always declare, like, the new Finn and Rachel. And I don't think there could be a new Finn and Rachel at this point. Right. That's yeah. gonna be shrined and what have you. But, yeah. But um, I hope that they can come up with something that's like, you know, that kind of the couple that you all root for. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. You think so, too? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like Tina is too ingrained in the circle to be the new it couple. Yeah. And I feel uh, differently about Kitty. Maybe maybe she could be the new yeah, we have couple a with Artie. A little bit maybe. of news and gossip about Kitty and how her character is going to play out this season. So I'm maybe, so excited. So maybe maybe we'll <laughs> like her a little more. Yeah. I, I kind of liked, sorry to go back to Tina, that like how she had a moment. She spoke up for Ari. Yeah, it's it I was, was like that was a little bit out of character, but I it was welcoming to see that. Yeah, I completely agree. And I was also excited to see Rachel. Last season, we saw her so focused on the guys in her life and who who was exiting, who was cheating on her, who was whatever was going on with Rachel and the guys, that seemed to be a large focus. And it was nice to see her come out this season and be focused on auditioning and do a really nice job. I thought her audition was great. Like, it, uh, You mean just the small segment where she was <laughs> yes, the so speaking, the, the, lines. the yeah. dialogue? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think she's very talented, and I think it was great, too. And I think that no matter how awesome you are, Audition rooms, they're kind of like that, you know? Yeah. They're never like, oh, my God, it was amazing. They try to be as cold as possible because you never know how it's going to go. Um, and she really killed her little diner scene. That's what I was going to yeah. say, kind of her pseudo audition, like in that she made a bold move to, like, go out and sing like um, that in front of Oh, although I have a, a little bit of a prediction about that that we I can uh, get to yes, later. Yes, yeah, I, I I'm excited to hear your prediction. But but I, let me write it down <laughs> so I don't forget. But I, I liked the quick audition that she had because it gave her a cold slap of reality. Because this this is Broadway. This is what you're entering. This is what it's going to be like. Well, it reminds me like a friend of mine uh, played college football and then he uh, was doing NFL stuff and he. Oh. Like, Fancy. Like, no, and I'm just <laughs> saying. your friend. No, and I'm just saying that, like, he, it's like the business side. Like, college is one level, and biz, and when you get to, like, NFL or Broadway, it's, it, there's a business to it. There's, it's not fun and games anymore. It's who's the best, who can we make money off of. They're really gonna make those choices based on not things of, like, oh, we have, we see your potential. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's much different. It's show po- business. It's yes. the politics yeah. and show business. Absolutely. Sorry to throw an NFL reference in a Glee show, but it felt it right. Sense. That's okay. <laughs> we had some football at McKinley. Yeah, exactly. We know what's up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but Rachel and Santana t- do take jobs as waitresses. We should go back to that at the diner. And I think that that's really fun storyline that I wasn't anticipating. How adorable were those little outfits? <laughs> I was Thanks. just like, well, first of all, could the two of them have more rockin' bods? I was like, <laughs> just sitting there, oh, so jealous. Like, only those two could pull it off. I know. Yeah. I, right. I thought the outfit was adorable. On me, I would be like, ew, I hate it. Yeah. On them, they look like absolute all-stars. Second of all, 
don't you wish you could go to a restaurant and all of a sudden your waitress would just break into song? Because I would eat there every day. Yeah, I've heard yeah. this in other areas of the country. And so maybe if it's in your area, like, you can tweet us and tell us because we really want to go. Yeah, oh, yeah. Invite us yeah. and then we will come hang out. <laughs> yeah, like, real literally. Or awesome. we should just open one ourselves and Marissa should sing because she's really effing good. I mean, that sounds like... <laughs> oh, and dance because you can dance too. I know you can. <laughs> Twerk. Um, but <laughs> Not so much when I part, sing, it's just kind of painful. Never. So what can I do at the restaurant? You can uh, run the place. I can cook. You can be the manager. I can cook. I'll be a waitress. You'll be a waitress. As we digress. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes, I mean, we're, we're making a whole business plan here. But if you have any Genius. thoughts, opinions um, that you want to share with us for season five, what you're thinking, predictions, we want to hear them all. Because, as we said, we think the show can literally go anywhere at this point. So hit us up on iTunes, rate and comment. We love reading all of that. And you can also go on iTunes and uh, go on and buy uh, Maria Menounos' Serial Buddies. It's such a fun uh, movie. I've seen it a couple times now, and it's just like laugh out loud hilarious. Great but what's movie. amazing is that you don't. Eat, you can get it on iTunes. You can rent it. You can buy it there. But you can also buy it in stores now, which is freaking fantastic. And when you do buy, it, you know, take a picture of yourself, tweet it at Maria, tweet it at us, let mm-hmm. us know that you're watching. Because it's hysterical. It's a yeah. great movie, filled with great people. Kathy Lee Gifford, Ari Lang, Beth, Beth Bears is in it from Two Broke Girls. Maria, so herself. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Too many great people in it, so go watch it. Go buy it. And go watch Henry it. Henry Winkler as a narrator. Yes. I mean, the funs. Amazing. <laughs> so we covered T. Hey. <laughs> so we covered Tina a little bit. Anyway. Yes. We covered uh, Tina a little bit uh, earlier in our show, but she kind of, it's interesting because she's now the one who's standing up for everyone, and we wanted this all along. I feel like we mentioned it a lot over the course of the last four seasons mm-hmm. that she never stood up for herself and never stood up for other people, was right. always kind of in the background. And so I'm curious to see if that continues or if that was just something that she felt like she needed to do for Artie. I, I like that Tina um, spoke up for Artie, and I think because she is still technically a senior, she's finally stepping into that role and being that senior leader, the female leader that you can um, look up to uh, for the undergraduates. And I think because that Rachel and them, um, they're not at McKinley anymore, she has to be it. She has to be it. I mean, luckily it worked out, and Kitty was like, yes, Artie, I want to be with you. But imagine how many other ways that possibly could have gone where Tina was stepping her nose into something that was not any of her business. Um, is that an expression, stepping her nose? I don't I don't think you can step your nose. I might have I made mean, that up. But you, uh, you guys know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, long, long week. Um, you know, she, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, she was getting involved in a place that she didn't necessarily need to be involved. That being said, I think that when your friend is being treated poorly, it's important to say something, but not necessarily say something to an entire room full of people. Maybe mm-hmm. to approach Kitty about it. It did work out, so it was fine. But I don't know. It's tricky when you become that person that says something about everything. Then you're very much so that person. Um, I did like the whole prom bit. I thought that was really cute, and I like how all four of them were will or three of the four were willing to go with her. Yeah. Um, and the fact that Blaine is really such a great friend to her. I love that friendship, and I really think yeah. he's looking out for her. And that they notice that she's down. I thought that that was really cute. I completely agree with you. I hope for you know. I feel like that was a scenario that worked in Glee world. Yeah. That, like, it would never work in high school world. That would yeah. travel all around the camp. Like, it would just be, it would turn out badly for Tina. It would not end well for anyone involved right. in that scenario. But I was glad that it worked out. I feel like, yeah, it'll. it's interesting to see that, yeah, will she continue to be that person? I hope she just takes more lead in the Glee club. Like, yeah. I hope she becomes a leader, more or less, not you know, stepping in everyone's business and becoming the town gossip or the school gossip. I think she had the good intentions, and I feel with many other people who usually speak up, that kind of is more uh, self-involved. It was for themselves. They're like, oh, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. But Tina's speaking up for someone else, not for herself. So I think the way she did it was actually pretty good and admirable. Do you guys think, though, that vocally... Uh, she is strong enough to be the leader of the Glee Club because as much as I, yes. you do, yes, I, I get worried because... they don't give her all the lead roles. That's they give true. back to Marley. And I do think that she's strong vocalist, but I feel like there's got to be a reason more other than storyline that she's never been 
Glee's person. So I, I get nervous. Maybe the actress, and I don't know this at all. This is just speculation. Like, I, seriously, I have no idea. But maybe she isn't okay with singing three songs an episode, you know? Maybe she would I mean, tire out, wear out something. I would. Fi- I find that hard to believe only because she was on Broadway. I mean, she did yeah. it all the time. So I mean, then what I, do you think it is? I think vocally she's there. She can lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe acting-wise and character-wise, she's not strong enough to be that, that anchor for everyone. Just story-wise. Yeah. I was going to say, I think her character, at least for the past four seasons, she's been this shy character, and, and that's been her role in the Glee Club. Yeah, And it's right. going to be interesting to see, does she step out, or does she become, you know, what is it that they're trying to accomplish this season with her? I think that in terms of leads in the Glee Club, I don't know who the girl is going to be, but I feel like Blaine is the top choice at this point, at least judging on this episode for this year for the guys. But, uh huh, mm-hmm. like we've seen that. I would love to see Ryder step up yeah. or something like that, you know? Also, I love thinking way back, but um, Sam with um, Quinn, Diana Agron's character, that love was such, that. such yeah, a fun combination. So well, Sam and Tina, maybe that's yeah. the new singing power duo. Yeah. Or or just Blaine and Tina. They don't have to be together, but they could like knock all their songs out of the park. It's very true. I, I like our own mix and match game, guys. I know. <laughs> We just played a major game of mix and match. We should get a board and just like move pieces around. <laughs> exactly. I feel person. like we could totally do that and have it like a big magnetic board. Of oh yeah. <laughs> oh week. yeah. Next week. Yes, next week. Um, so should we move on to I guess the couple of the moment here, which is of course Blaine and Kurt. Everyone's like, Ooh, okay, um, yeah. So we saw them kind of decide to be together in a major way tonight. It was interesting because at the beginning of the episode you have this, you know, Kurt still questioning whether Blaine can be uh, faithful to him. And you knew that at least I wrote before it even happened. I was like, they're getting back together. I have all the faith in the world in this couple. Um, I questioned this couple actually because the last few episodes you always see Blaine is full on into this relationship and then you always see Kurt questioning it and I don't know if they were going to go the same route with Kurt still questioning it. We saw that a little bit, but I'm actually honestly surprised Kurt said yes. Really? Well, the look on his face, I mean, I have to give it to... um to him, Chris. For, to Chris, yes, to Chris Colfer. Um, oh, I'm like, what is she about to say? I'm yeah, waiting. No, I was like, I was going a different way, but to Chris Colfer, um, for uh, just that look on his face was just like, oh no, this is going to be the most tragic moment. And I knew that Glee, I felt like this was an episode they wanted to have a happy ending in, so I'm happy that they ended up together. This is why I thought the dynamic of the two of them this episode was so brilliant. Yeah. So when we see them and we know that they're about to start getting back together as boyfriend and boyfriend, they are having a picnic at McKinley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it seems like Blaine is about to break into song as he's prepared something, but instead, Kurt is like, I've prepared something for you. Mm-hmm. So he was the one kind of the leader of the relationship, so you have it. Later on, the proposal obviously comes from Blaine. So I feel like this is a true power duo, and I don't feel like one of them always has the upper hand. I was just about to say, for the first time in a long time, we saw even footing between them. Mm -hmm. It was not this thing of, like, Blaine loves him more, or Kurt loves Blaine more. Like, it was absolutely just this, like, we're a couple and we're on the same page. And I hope that that stays the same because obviously we saw Kurt talking to Bert. He has questions about whether this is the right call. And I hope it doesn't all fall apart when he goes back to New York. Uh, yeah, and right. I, I like how they're even because even with the Rachel Finn relationship, it always seemed like Rachel had the upper hand in that. And so it's. I think it's nice to have a relationship where two people are equal. I did think it was a little, just to, again, I really did enjoy this episode, but I did think it yeah. had some flaws. Yeah. I did think it was a little odd, the um, the conversation that Bert had with Kurt, um, especially because when Bert had been approached in the past, it seemed like he wasn't all for them getting married so young. Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to tell the story about the mom saying, like, I wish I had done it sooner, I could tell that they were going to be end up together by that because Glee was trying to, like, rationalize why it was good and going to work, you know? 
as opposed to young marriage that wouldn't work. Um, so I felt like it, the conversation was good and it did prepare me for the final answer, but it did seem a little strange and a little out of place coming from Bert. I also have to say that it feels a little strange to have another couple in high school be, I guess, Finn and Rachel were technically out of high school. It's it's hard to, I guess they were engaged when they got, or they were in high school when they got engaged, mm-hmm. but there's kind of two very young couples right. going for the path of marriage. I feel like that's unlikely. There's, I think that we come from big cities, and or not, the coast, you know, and that. Well, yeah. I, me, sorry, I can only speak for myself, but um, there weren't many couples from my high school that were engaged, and the ones that were, maybe one of them lasted. You know, that's what I was yeah. about um, to say too. But. but I do think that it's a little more common in different places for that to happen. I think I don't know. No, like I come from the Midwest, and a lot of young people get married. And yeah. a lot of young people get divorced. So you think that that's so. not for being in a school in Ohio? That's a no, realistic. I, yeah, I th- I do think that's realistic. Ohio is Midwest. I'm right. from the Midwest. Yeah. I, that is a common thing in that area. And I'm not saying everyone does it, but it is it is more common than it is on the coast yeah, metropolitan I mean, I'm, cities. I'm right. in California. Yeah, yeah. I know but what go- you mean. It's something I can't really relate to. Like no. I didn't have a crap ton of friends that were madly in love, getting um, married, moving away to get whatever it was. But I I do think I. Yeah. yeah, somewhere in the Midwest, <laughs> I do think. Yeah, I, I no, I mean, I think interesting. Go, going back sure. to uh, burping, the one talking about this conversation, trying to rationalize everything. I think it just goes to show that Bert made a choice to marry someone at a young age, and that turned out great for him. So right, maybe, it can work. Yeah, it, it was to show that if you make a choice at a young age, it can work. It can yeah. work out. I mean, I know people who are still with their high school sweethearts, and it, exactly. it works. It's just, I guess it's all about the couple at the end of the day. But we, yeah. All relationships, sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. It yeah. does, I mean, you could get married when you're 40 and it cannot work out, or you could get married when you're 18 and yeah. it could not work out, or it could, you know? So I think that sometimes it's more likely than others, and the longer you're with somebody, the more sure you can be. Absolutely. But... We can go on and on about all this relationship <laughs> drama. I feel like we could have a love line show here going on, but um, <laughs> maybe we should jump into some Beatles songs. Um, they started out the night with Yesterday, uh, which Rachel sang. Mm-hmm. And y- yeah, I, go go for it. <laughs> I, I liked it. I know, I know you. I can tell you're not a fan, but <laughs> it's, it was interesting because we had Carrie Underwood at the Emmys this. Uh, this past week, uh, seeing that, and uh, and I felt like I liked Rachel's version. I also liked Carrie's version, but I it's I, just a great song. Yeah, it's yeah. a great song, and I thought she really did make it her own, which is a difficult thing with Beatles. I think sometimes when you try to do something a little different with it, it takes away from that iconic sound that the Beatles have. And I thought she did a great job making it her own. I like the song. She, it was it's a great, obviously a great Beatles song. I don't didn't like it as the very first number to kick off this season. It was not mm-hmm. up and big and in your face like Glee usually is to start the season. And it just kind of maybe goes to show maybe this is the tone for the season. There is going to be a lot of hardship and disappointment. But overall, it's still going to hopefully work out at the end. Right. I absolutely agree with what you just said. And um my other problem with it was, I think that Leah Michelle is not right to sing Beatles songs. She is such a powerhouse vocalist mm-hmm. that it almost seems like she has to hold herself back all of the time. Yeah. And the song is so beautiful and simple. And it's not that I think she went over the top with it because she really did. But I could just tell there's sometimes where she wants to go and she can't. Um, and like you're saying, it was just the the song was as the start of a season, not big enough, yeah, not loud not enough, not enough. crazy enough. I, and you could tell she wanted to belt out some Right, that's what I'm the, saying. I understand that. I just think that if you're doing a Beatles episode, that's one of their right, most iconic. So it felt like an okay place to start. But I do understand that you wanted that glee moment. And and we had a few of them tonight. We did, definitely. We did. Yeah. 
Uh, we could have done some rearranging, I think. Of yeah, that. definitely. I think there could have been different numbers to start off the season. They right. definitely went with the literal meanings on a lot of these songs. That like there was a moment where um, we'll get to it, but just very clearly, it was like, oh, the character's doing this, and then um, you know, it was a song. I'm trying. I to mean, think the back. Vi- I know what you're talking oh, about, help, but the very next song, the one that I how, how about the very next song when they do drive my car and they're in the bumper cars? Yes. Um, that was the most random but random. fun number, kind of. I was just like, oh, why are we at an amusement? Like, it just, it felt like... How did we get to a carnival? Yes, I, when what? did that happen? I already asked Kitty, and of course, everyone else was there. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and just goes to show, if you don't want people to know that you're dating, don't sit next to each other, don't flirt out in public. Yeah. Especially carnival when everyone's there and can see you. Right, but at least this song, like, it had the episode started on this song, I would have totally bought it, you know? Like, yeah. yep, here we are. Um, this was a high moment for me, and I think it was fun, and it was everything Glee should be, and there was a lot of different things, but again, it plays into the thing I was talking about. It seemed like a whole bunch of music videos posted next to each other. Yeah. I could have seen this as a music video that had nothing to do with the rest of the episode. It felt like a music video you would see on TRL. Like, and this is number two. <laughs> yeah. on, I'm probably dating myself with TRL. Whatever. No, no I'm it. with you. We get it. Um, but that being said, uh, yeah, I really thought it was a cute number. I hope that the Glee cast got to enjoy being at all those rides, like, after they finished filming this, that they were able to, like, have a little fun, because I feel like this season's probably pretty rough on them, so I right. hope they, oh, yeah. they got to have a little bit of a fun night while they were filming that. Maybe they just don't wanted to go home and sleep. That's very possible, right. too. But, <laughs> right. um, and then we had um, Gotta Get You Into My Life, um, which is another one that Kurt and Blaine sang together. Blaine had a lot of numbers yeah, tonight. Yeah, I know. Okay, the thing that got me with this number... Kurt, we we obviously start the number with Kurt saying, "Oh, I had this arranged," yeah. but right. it was really Blaine singing throughout this whole season, uh, this whole number, and it felt like Blaine's number, not Kurt's. I have to say that I think I mentioned it when we were watching the show that Darren Chris felt like brought it in this episode. Like he was there and really, really wanted to do, and I mean everyone did obviously the best that they could, but I felt like. He had a lot of responsibility on his shoulders, and right. he, he did a great mm-hmm. job handling that. I absolutely agree, and I think that there's no way we could pos- possibly know the emotional damage that they're facing being on the set. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to take a, a break for a second just to say, for people who are listening to this or watching this right now thinking, how is it possible that they are not talking about Cory Monteith and what happened and what big news? Um, just so you guys know, we did film a tribute about him, uh, which was, point. which was mid-season, so I, maybe some of you guys missed it because it wasn't during our regular hours, but you can, um, catch that. Yeah. Um, okay. and that, of course, we need to dedicate our time now to the episode, but I just do think it's important that you guys know our, we, we're, did honor his memory, and we currently still are every single uh, day. So Yeah, absolutely. we're Just, not ignoring right. that it happened. We have talked greatly about it. And if you have any comments about that, of course we want to hear those as well. And we, you know, are still thinking of the Glee cast. Right. So I think ours. that um, something that probably not only we're underestimating, but everybody might be underestimating is how incredibly difficult it is to get back on set and film. So I think the people that did really bring it, it even speaks more to them and their true talent as actors, how they can kind of compartmentalize their lives from their characters' lives. And like you said, I think Darren Christus did um, the most amazing job in this episode tonight. Yeah, yeah. and the show must go on. And, and, and to go back to the number, like this number out in the food court was very reminiscent of the very first Curtin Blaine number that we got in season four, where Blaine is um, singing to Kurt to convince him to go to school yeah mm-hmm. and and this is oh. I, again blaine's asking like where is where is kurt in life and yeah. going back to school and all that right it's very rem- reminiscent of the first number and um i couldn't agree more with you on that um but Artie and Kitty had um, a couple numbers. They were another one with, they did a couple duets. And You've Gotta Hide Your Love Away, another literal song. Yeah. Um, and this was still when they were hiding that relationship. It was a deal with the stars on the ceiling. And I was like, how'd you get those there? <laughs> um, it was cute, though. At least it was endearing. I actually thought that that was, of the two duets, the one I preferred tonight. Uh, and I don't okay. know why. I I just thought that it was kind of, a sweet fit for the episode, and um, I, I liked it. Um, the second one, 
it wasn't as thrilling to me for some reason. All right. I thought this number was okay because I'm still on the fence with Kitty and Artie. Mm-hmm. It was like I still think the relationship is getting a little forced right now. Right. Yeah. I agree. And I don't completely trust her. So Exactly. And I'm like, don't break my poor little Artie's heart. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had Blaine with New Directions, which was one of the bigger numbers of the night, singing Help. Um I liked it, and I can tell that Roxy is going to go. I love it. I love that. I love the. No, I love our opinions tonight. Being like, so I really enjoyed it. Like, I just thought he again, Darren Chris. Just I love his voice. Couldn't get enough of it. Thought it was stronger than ever tonight. Uh, This to me, as a song that I'm listening on to iTunes, great. Yeah. So I thought vocally it was strong. Talking about the music video of all songs, where did this? They were just like. Wanting to use the song "Help" and yeah. force this in so hard, <laughs> um, and from the second we were in the room and he walked in, I was like, "I need everybody's help." We were all like, "Yeah, yeah, yep, <laughs> we know what's coming." Um, I don't know. I just felt like them running down the hallways, being like, "Help!" Like it seemed like a weird commercial for maybe a megaphone or something. <laughs> I don't even, I, I don't even know what to say about it. I didn't even. There's no number tonight that I was like, wow, I hated that. So I didn't feel that way, but I just felt like of all the numbers, this was very forced. Oh, it definitely was. It was just kind of out of there. But I do have to give it to the Glee um, producers that all these numbers in this episode were all spontaneous. Yeah. And we've been missing that for the last whole season of season four. Absolutely. So, like, all these were literally goes back to the first earlier seasons where they literally just broke out in song out of emotion. Right, as opposed to performing on stage. And we complained that there weren't enough songs, and this song, uh, this episode brought it in terms of numbers of songs, so I'm glad that they're listening to us. Yeah, it's, and for me, for some reason, I just thought it was cute. Like, I understand totally that it could be, like, too much of a production, which kind of is what you're saying with the running down the hallways, but... For me, it worked. So I'm glad differences of opinion at the table. Always fun. Um, woo! woo! And, you know, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we're going to have a huge difference of opinion on this one, though. <laughs> Literally, what's going on at our table? <laughs> um, but hard. Help. We <laughs> help. I need somebody. Yeah. Um, hard Day's Night. Um, such an iconic, amazing Beatles song. Yeah. And. Uh-huh. I know we talked about that Rachel isn't always the perfect fit to sing a Beatles song, but this was so much fun in the diner. No, the reason this worked better for Rachel was at least this was a production. She could yeah. dance, she could move, she's with Santana, who's legitimately my favorite. Yeah. Uh, honestly, this totally worked for me. If Rachel's going to be doing Beatles, she's got to do Beatles. You know, she can't just be walking, like, solemnly singing. She mm-hmm. needs to be dancing on the table, which yeah. she was. This worked. And the whole jukebox thing, this this one worked. It was awesome. They were all already dressed for the party. It was one of those, like, rolling diners kind of thing. That I want that outfit for home. Kind of expect, like, you throw back to the 50s, you know, and that old five and dime kind of number. But I, I just got to point out, I noticed the Romain brothers, the twin brothers dancing in this number. And actually, shout out to Donald Romain, who is the AfterBuzz host yeah. here. I saw him in the background dancing. And so, he was in here tonight. Yes, I know. he was just here. I wanted to pull him in and be like, so how was the number? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll ask him next time. We'll yeah, tell you. Yeah, exactly. We'll get him in here. Um, and then we kind of failed to mention at the beginning of the episode, they did those flashes of the iconic black and white Beatles Um like portraits, I guess you could call it. I'm not oh, sure yeah. what you would call it. And Roxy seems unimpressed. It just, huh? Like, <laughs> I, I get it. And obviously, I mean, to say you're not a Beatles fan is like to yeah. admit that you, I don't even it's know. It's like to like, say you don't like music. Right, exactly. Like everybody loves the Beatles and I love the Beatles. Um, but, and so I understood the reference. It just, to me, was like, oh. Like, it seemed like there was credits in there. I almost wanted to make them have opening credits then of everybody. But it was just a little weird. I think maybe it was the timing. Because it was, like, right off the bat. Maybe if it was maybe in the second episode where we've already established that it's the Beatles. Right. It was, like, as he was writing Beatles on the board. It just felt weird to me for a moment. Right, right. I thought also it would have been more fun. You know um, when the Beatles cross the street? Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Having, having yeah, like the, the 
having like the Glee Club cross yes, the street. That absolutely. would be amazing. Like that was like be awesome. We yeah. still have a second episode of it, so maybe I maybe hope we'll so. I think I actually saw possibly a still um, I thought that I the saw a promo pic of yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the next song though, they I think they did a good job with having a Beatles reference That's there. What I so was, yeah. I, I actually can appreciate the Beatles references. Just the black and white photo montage yeah. for thirteen seconds did not work. And <laughs> yeah, I saw her standing there seemed like a good tribute to the Beatles. Beatles and everything that they were with the four guys standing, performing. Right. Yeah, and, and the girls going crazy yeah. and yeah. it being for Tina, it worked. It was definitely an old, back to the, their first performance at Ed Sullivan show. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was, I think it was definitely just a shout out to that. I, I found it distracting the girls cheering when it was just four I know girls. What you mean. If you had more girls, yeah, I'd, I'd get that, but it was I, just four of them cheering and they just were just I made had, it distracting. I had this that. moment where I wanted like the auditorium doors to open and girls to like race. Yeah. 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 Right. right. I think that tributes, um, you have to be really careful with tribute episodes because what they really are is a tribute to the band, of yeah. course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you really have to honor and respect what those musicians and their Completely. music were, was all yes. about. Um, so I do feel like they were trying as hard as they could to do that. Did they reach its full potential with this song? No, but they did get halfway there. Um, maybe and they have another half, so it's <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully, we'll get a hundred percent. But you're right. Something about the Beatles, you know, to have women rushing through that would have been, yeah, you yeah. know. But uh, I think also they just wanted to kind of stick to the principal characters to get us back into it and, and not have too many extras all around. Right. Although that's completely. That theory is completely torn apart when we get to the next number. I was going to say, it was dancers galore <laughs> yeah. up in a building that took me a minute to identify. All over the place. <laughs> Belton Academy. Yeah, it was just like, wait, where are we? And then, because I don't think we've seen the outside, the exterior of that building. It was we Hogwarts. Saw, yeah, we, we, like, literally, we're at Hogwarts. We saw it once when that Superman episode where they dressed up oh, and they're running right. at the end with the trophy. Leave it to the biggest gleek I know. Oh, yeah. oh my god, thank god we have you on the show. Right, so it was All You Need Is Love, which is one of my personal favorite Beatles songs. Um, and such, again, a literal meaning in this case with the engagement happening. I thought that this number was brilliant. Yeah. Um, Again, it could be its own separate little piece, but (laughs) it was really beautiful. Uh, Going around and touring the whole thing and having the dancers and just being so extravagant, it was the perfect way to end the season premiere, in my opinion. And I loved it because it went full circle with the relationship as well. That's where it started, and that's where hopefully it will continue with this. I couldn't agree more. I really enjoyed this number. And I was also really happy to see, I know a lot of fans were tweeting us over the summer about, do you think that it's going to be an entire season of Downer because of right. the Corey news? And it was nice to see them come back in this way. We are going to have an episode. Episode three is a tribute to him, and that is, of course, going to be such a sad episode. Right, but, but that being said, I do think it's a little difficult that everybody was there for this, mm-hmm. including Amber Riley and including Lam Michelle, you know right. everybody was there and Corey was not, of course. And I wonder how they're gonna deal with the fact that, you know, um we don't know exactly what's gonna happen, but from what we've heard, they're dealing with uh, Corey's death pretty head on. Yeah. So I'm wondering timeline wise how they're gonna handle all of this. And, and even Rachel's first number of the of the episode, there was, you know, lyrics saying uh, uh, about the relationship being on Rocky Grounds, like, right. he, he left me or something like that. Yeah. yeah. He, so he chose to leave. So I think they're also just kind of tr- slowly transition him out. Yeah. Right. I, it's just going to be really hard to see how they do that, but... Glee writers are phenomenal at what they do. So right, they'll um, get there. They'll, they'll get, get there. Um, one hundred percent. Um, so would you want to go into some news and gossip? I do. I want to hear what's up. I mean, it's been a minute since we've had news and gossip. So yeah, um, lots of happened. So Becca Tobin, who of course uh, plays Kitty on the show, talks about that we all say she's not our favorite character on the show because she's proven to not be the most trustworthy person there ever was. But she says that that's all. Going to change that she through this relationship that she has with Artie is going to become nicer this season. Um, there's a new budding romance, and I think that he's part of the reason she's softening up a bit. 
And she explained that to a Billy Bush at Access Hollywood. I mean, for them to have any chance as a couple of us liking them, she has to soften up because mm-hmm. we we would never stand for somebody abusing Artie. No, and no, Artie's and- like one of the original people. Right. We, all the Gleeks out there love him. Oh, it's- definitely. And I think with Kitty that she will soften up because she has to be the nicer person so Brie can be the new character Brie, yeah. new Cheerio. Maybe she can be the new Biatch. I think that's so funny mentioning Brie. Yeah. So <laughs> she she says, I'm Brie with two E's and she's Aaron with two N's. So. And we yeah. should also mention that Aaron will be coming in and hanging out with us next week. Yeah. Um, right. And we're super excited to talk to her and hear all about Glee Season 5. I mean, I can't even imagine so many changes going on on, that show, on this show tonight. Right. And what we've heard from her is she's coming in as the new absolute bitch. And I think exactly. that is very much needed. And also, kind of her introduction tonight was that. Yes, exactly. And it's nice to see it not come from a a blonde with tight back hair, you know? It was from a completely looking different person. Right. Um, And also, I found it hilarious that when... um, when Becca visited uh, Access Hollywood Live, they were asking who the new romance was with, and they thought it would be with Puck, who is Mark Salling's character. Right. <laughs> and I was like, we went a completely different way tonight. Just yes, a little yes, side note, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Speaking then, of which, where is he? Where yeah, he? yeah, that's an interesting one too. We were missing quite a few people again tonight, but we'll be all right. Um, Demi Lovato, we saw the preview tonight that she'll be on the show next week. And she's talking about um, that her character, she doesn't want it to be like a stereotypical gay role and like, look, Demi's kissing someone. She, um, or kissing a girl. She says, I don't want people to take from this, oh my god, Demi's kissing a girl. I want people to take from it, this is actually an incredible step in our generation today where I'm able to play a young lesbian on primetime TV. I'm honored to be able to hopefully inspire people with my character. And I just thought that that was a really nice statement from her. I think that that's what Glee has been all about, is breaking those stereotypes. Right, absolutely. I mean, like, had this role been given to Miley Cyrus, maybe she'd be obsessed with the girl-on-girl, like, female attention. But I think that this show is about incredible acting and storytelling, Mm -hmm. and it's important to have somebody in the role who respects the character they're playing. Yeah, and I'm excited for Demi Lovato because she's an amazing singer, too, and her and Santana, they're gonna kill it. Yeah, and I... Oh, my God. (laughs) I have to say, it's such a smart move on Fox's part because Demi, of course, is a judge on X Factor. Right. And so, it's a nice crossover for them. They know what they're doing. (laughs) They know. (laughs) They've got it, the crossover going on quite well. Um, We mentioned Corey throughout tonight, um, and he was honored at a number of events over the summer First, Leah Michelle gives such a touching speech um, about him at the Teen Choice Awards. She was accepting her own award and just, um, you know, remembered, dedicated, it to, de- dedicated it to him, remembered his life, and thanked the fans for their support, which was really very, very sweet. I think it's always uh, great when somebody is addressing their fans specifically. Yeah. You know, it's not an award show where it's the Academy or what, it's your fans. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Yeah. And also, um, Corey was chosen as one of the five people that they honored at the Emmys. Um, and Jane Lynch spoke about his memory and who he was. And it was really an, a really interesting moment. I think Gleeks would appreciate that she mentioned that who he was on the show was who he translated to be in real life. And I know we talked about it quite a bit in our tribute episode that in all of our experiences, that's who he was, this kind, good-hearted man. And if you yeah. loved him on the show, you'd love him even more in person. That seemed to be like the message she was right. driving home. And I thought it was crazy, though, how almost stoic she was when she was reading this because, if you know, if you let the rush of emotions really come to you because I she mean. was so close to him, then yeah. she probably wouldn't have been able to get through it. What an amazing professional to be able... I can't even right. imagine being able to hold it together Absolutely. like that. Yeah, and and she... Then Corey, unfortunately, passed away. She was one of the first people to speak up about his death, too. So it makes it all the more better that she spoke up at yeah. the Emmys. And she, I believe, herself has struggled with addiction. So there was a bond in that way as well. Right, and just speaking of her for one second, because we didn't address her character on the show as new principal and yeah. we'll see yeah. how that goes and everything. Yeah. That's Framing Figgins yeah. to get yeah, his job. I mean, she's still evil. Kind of love and it. saying that yeah. everybody has to win nationals or they're cut. And, uh, yeah, to switch gears a little bit, we kind of wanted to start an Amber Riley corner because she's on Dancing with the Stars this season. Uh, yeah. Dancing with 
Maria's old partner, Derek Hoff. Which is amazing. So uh, let's get her in the studio and talk to her about yeah, it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the meantime, you can actually watch um, one of our AfterBuzz hosts, JC Rubio. He interviews of Amber course, Riley yeah. uh, every week at Dancing with the Stars. So go make sure and check out those videos as well on YouTube. Yes. And. Um, she uh, has done great so far on Dancing with the Stars. She danced the jive last week with Derek. And what's really exciting, I think, is she has tons of dance experience. Yeah. Like, she knows what she's doing at this point. But she's saying that um, at Dancing with the Stars, she's been able to push her limits even more. Um and Derek keeps her from getting negative, and when I get to that place, he's good at redirecting me. Even in my everyday life, I can learn from that. So I think that it's really exciting to see. We talked about it a little bit last season that um, the older Glee characters are starting to venture out and do different projects, and it, this is a big one for her. So I'm really excited to see how she does this season. And, and she's so lucky to be paired with Derek because he's just like the most amazing. incredible dude of all time. And yeah. we love him here. Won an such, such a nice yeah, guy. and he, he won, won an Emmy. An Emmy for choreography. Totally, so that was crazy. Totally Amber, that, you're yeah. in good hands. Yes, absolutely. I think she even mentioned how great it was that he was there doing it. And right. he seems like such a good guy to her as well. Like right. when you watch their packages together, they, they have a good like working relationship. I definitely. Um, so predictions? Okay. Yeah. I got one. Good. It could Do be it. so far off. Okay. Let's let's go but for it. I think that when they were doing um um the dance with Santana and Rachel, I think that the directors are gonna somehow notice Santana and there's gonna cause some sort of a rift between Santana and Rachel. Or maybe they both get some good Thing, something out of it. But I just think, how do you not know Santana? Yeah. You know I mean, what I mean? She, she's hard to miss. She just kills it. I, um, but I haven't heard anything about that. I could be so wrong. Just throwing it out there. I'm going to go with another not-so-happy prediction and say that as much as I think Blaine and Kurt will end up together in the end, I don't think this is going to be a straightforward, happy engagement. I think he's going to move to New York and work and life are going to get in the way. He, they're so young and Blaine is so in love with him, but he's going to have to figure out a way of balancing it all, and he has had trouble with that in the right. past. Yeah, and I was, to go off of that, I think not just that relationship, but all these new budding relationships, they're all going to hit some rocky ground at some point in time throughout the whole season. And I think this new girl, Bree, uh, she, she's going to you know, really stir the pot. <laughs> to say the so, least, there's trouble ahead yeah. on all fronts. One hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Which is exciting. Um, (laughs) We love trouble. Yes. And you know what else we love? Having guests in our studio. And next week we have Erin, of course. um, Erin Westbrook. Erin Westbrook, who will be talking about all of her new role um, as the mean Cheerio, as we like to say. Brie. Brie. So super fun. And um, I guess uh, come hang out with us. We'll be here all season. And I'm Stephanie Wenger. And you can tweet me at Stephanie Wenger. And I'm Marissa Serafini. You can follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Serafini TV. And don't forget to check out our Corey Monteith tribute. Absolutely. And you can follow me at Roxy Stryer. And Sarah will be back next week, too. So thanks again for watching. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! Please. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 